Hey, welcome to another episode of Pod for the Planet, the best podcast for discussion about the environment, politics, and our society today. Real quick, running through this, uh, today we are going to talk about a bunch of different things. The focus of tonight's episode is going to be about plastic bags, um, because right now, that's how I feel. I feel like a plastic bag drifting through the wind, wind, wanting wanting to start again, again. wanting to start the Democratic primary again. Ooh. Did you start recording? I did. (laughs) I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Whoa. Nobody nobody was ready. <laughs> Male fashion. <laughs> Is that plague doctor? No, that's like uh that's like dystopian like. Oh my god, the planet's ending. Yeah. Um so where, where what was I saying? What was I saying? Oh I the earth know. is ending, but we're gonna talk about plastic bags. The earth we're, not ready to grapple with the end of humanity today. Maybe. Mark safe from Mike Bloomberg commercials for today. <laughs> <laughs> so um, today is Super Wednesday, the day after Super Tuesday. Is that a thing? It is a thing, apparently. There is an opinion piece in the New York Times about it, about how today was way more important. And then I read about 30 seconds of it, and I was like, this seems really centrist. And I was very upset, and I was like, I'm going to go back to bed. And that's how I started my morning, late. Um, (laughs) Late. uh, I really do feel after last night uh, where Joe Biden kind of swept the floor a little bit, thankfully... (laughs) Not completely, um, but upsettingly, it looks more and more like this is becoming a two-person race for the Democratic nomination. I want to cry. I mean, I want to cry. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. Warren supporter. That I, was me. I was. I was a big Liz guy too, but also like a lizard guy. You're a big lizard guy. Hey, so is Ramel. Lizzie the lizard is my favorite presidential candidate. However, like I, I'm ex- excited to support Bernie and like down to support Bernie. I just was not expecting Biden to be this way. Also, I saw a thing about how like Liz supporters are like split pretty fifty fifty between mm-hmm. Biden and Bernie. So I mean, why do even people like Biden? They think he, they feel safe. It's the old people. A return to normalcy, to Obama-era normalcy, is the idea. Uh, yeah. Um, but, like, whatever. Plastic bags. Plastic bags. So, all of the political stuff going on, <laughs> the world's ending from a virus and from climate change, and here we are dealing like plastic bags drifting through the wind. Get your plague doctor cosplays on, so, citizens. Coronavirus said to, like, our whole careers about climate change, like, I ain't gonna let you get the chance to end the world. I have got it. I've got this. Anyway. We'll get to it. So let's get into it. I thought we were already into it. Are we? No, that was cold open, man. Cold open, everyone. I was like, ice, cold. ice cold, <laughs> like the weather in Plattsburgh. It was pretty nice today. It was. And How yesterday. Cold is it in Plattsburgh. 
Uh, it was a four, it was a thirty five right close now. Close to forty. Yeah, it was forty two. Was the high? Forty two was the high. No, I don't want to go there. Don't come. No, <laughs> not, you know, you know what? That's one of the things we're gonna talk about tonight. How uh, nobody else uh, in New York State wants to go here, and we have declining enrollment. And but it's lit. It's lit. Uh, I there, I saw in the school newspaper today, which one is kind of a joke. Um, two you guys publicly about your school newspaper. They're they're trying. They really are. Three resident dorms are being closed. And student enrollment is declining, not just at Plattsburgh, across the entire SUNY system, but in Plattsburgh, we're getting hit particularly hard and we're seeing budget cuts. And I saw recently that one of the like first things that's being cut is funding to the student health center. And they're getting rid one of the ways to like keep some of the funding intact is to get rid of some of the std testing kits that's not good that's just like a while and they're getting rid of (laughs) that 650 hours worth of uh mental health counseling services it's Uh, wild to me that your university's like first thing to go is health services like that should be like the last thing to go yeah that would be like arts or some shit like that yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like the rest of the world. Like every yeah, the rest of the world just gets rid of the art and music programs. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's super interesting. We the administration is having this. The new administration is having this speak out event next tomorrow. Next tomorrow. Next tomorrow. <laughs> um, and it's going to be an opportunity for like current students to talk to the administration candidly and be like, here's what the fuck you're doing wrong. Yeah, that's or my, here's what's wrong. That's my community builder. You're taking your floor to go to do that? Well, hopefully. If they go. Interesting. It's pretty insane that you guys don't have like a stronger student media presence on campus because if you did, this would be like at least statewide news, I think. Yeah, it's pretty sad. I think it's just like a state of like we are a smaller school and it's we're slowly shrinking due to the nature of like the enrollment crisis in the state, Um, which is, to be fair, out of the control of a lot of people. But I think there's ways to handle it differently. Um, But that's just another thing in the line of depressing things that we're going to be talking about today. Um, I thought we were talking about plastic bags. Yeah. Floating through the wind. Wanting to, <laughs> to start, start again. again. Um, so, on Sunday, on March 1st, <sighs> God bless you. Are you sick on me? I, I am sick. Okay. Uh, you could go to the health center, but they don't have, they can't help you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we're oh. laughing, but it's the end of the world. Uh, on March 1st, New York State, uh, instituted the second statewide plastic bag ban in the United States. Um, and people have kind of gone a little crazy, not too crazy. I thought I would hear more pushback about it, but I'm surprisingly things are pretty quiet about it. I don't know if that's due to the state of like the rest of the world at the moment (laughs) that like, that's the last thing on people's minds. But what do you guys think about this, uh, about this move from the state? So I went to, I went to Walmart mm-hmm. Sunday night, 4 a.m. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, where's the bags? Because I didn't know it was in effect. Oh. But uh, did you have to carry your stuff out? I did, but what? I thought see, my my mind was like, oh, it's probably just like a late Walmart thing, no bags. And then my friend was like, no, they got rid of them. And I'm like, oh, that explains it. Um, I saw like some conversations on Twitter about like, I mean, so Long Island, like Suffolk County, issued a plastic bag ban a while a couple years ago yeah two years Um, ago and while people were upset about it at first the transition happened pretty smoothly but there's like i guess someone was saying like oh you'll get used to it you'll put your reusable bags in the back of your car and Mm -hmm. whatever get over it but it's i guess a little different if you're living in a city it's not the same like ease of transition if you have a vehicle Mm -hmm. um you know, so that was just like some interesting, mm. like it's easier for the burbs to make that transition. I think. The burbs. Yeah, there was an interesting argument uh, that I read about on uh, here at Plattsburgh, where some people were saying for college students who might not have cars or might not have like the ability to acquire reusable bags that it could be pretty difficult or like the transition's just going to be a bit like of a hassle. Um, which my, my response to that is um, like, I think that over time, I think after about like the first couple weeks, people will start getting used to just like using their backpacks and stuff. Cause like people already have bags and I, I've seen um, because we got rid of plastic bags at like the campus express store. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen people like getting creative with the way that they carry their stuff. So I don't think it's going to be too much of a transition here at Plattsburgh at least and on other college campuses. Yeah. And I also saw something and it was a criticism of plastic bag. Uh, thing. It's like the same criticism that you hear at the plastic straw bands. And it was like, Oh yeah, I can't have a plastic bag when I'm buying like my coal cuts wrapped in plastic and mm-hmm. my cereal in a plastic, whatever that's in a plastic bag and my gum that's in plastic. And I was kind of thinking about that and I was like, yeah, that's kind of the point. Like you have just noticed all of these other single use plastics. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got it, dude. So I actually, I have a decent amount of experience on both ends of the plastic bag ban. I, in high school, as you know this, uh, I was, I worked at the front end of a grocery store and I also know this. Um, oh yeah, okay. cool. Awesome. I guess we're not that intimate. Oh whatever. wow. It's okay. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I worked at the front end of a best market and it, I remember the January that the Suffolk County bag ban took effect. Um, it was probably about a two month transition where people most of the people that shopped to my store were older people so it was about two months before they started being a bit more comfortable with it um and the arguments that i got were very in line with that like why can't we have the bags why is it five cents per bag like why am i able to buy like plastic bottles for my drinks why am i able to do this and i was like the whole point of it is that yeah there's so much other plastic like you said abs but like we need to limit it where we can and 
start to get like behaviors in place where it's like, oh, if there's an option to not use the plastic, like that's probably the better option. Yeah. And it's funny because after I left working at Best Market, I worked for uh, environmental nonprofit citizens campaign for the environment and I was canvassing and that was actually the organization that had gotten the Suffolk County bag ban passed. And I remember having conversations with like the people who like were working on the canvas when they were trying to implement that and the arguments that people, and it was like always the same arguments and they were trying to explain it in the idea that like small actions and small behavior changes will net over like X amount of time massive amounts sure, of reduction yeah. and that's a super interesting idea that like the easiest way for us to like make any sort of progress is through in, like through behavior change for individuals um i mean i don't think that that's the way that like <clears throat> massive large-scale like structural oh definitely not um but i do think like individual action is also important and i think like statewide action there's like lots of styrofoam bans happening right now that address like particular items um i think it can be hard on smaller businesses like that don't have the funds to either supply like paper bags Mm -hmm. um or also like homeless populations it can be challenging for um but i think overall like that those transitions need to happen and like the Mm -hmm. state should also provide support for those smaller businesses and stuff like that when they're like making those transitions also i know some places in new york or at least long island when the ban first occurred they were like giving out uh reusable bags Mm -hmm. Uh, right. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I think, like, the next move would be, like, take away, like, the, like, unnecessary plastics. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how, like, in Downer, there's, like, the, the food that's, like, in the plastic, and then, like, inside M- that more plastic. is more plastic, and then there's, like, more plastic. Mm-hmm. It just does not make sense. Yeah, I that mean, doesn't some at of all. Those, some of those regulations, like, it's even, like... The way that we like you there's certain like health regulations and like fda regulations that require certain food to be wrapped in plastic and if you think back like a few decades ago you're like but people weren't getting sick all the time you know what was wrong then a lot of those regulations were put in place by um companies and like plastic making companies who mm-hmm. lobbied for those rules to be included in those laws so, like, we also have to think about. So we have to know. take down the plastic companies next. So that's actually, it's interesting that you guys brought it this way. Um, because what pe- a lot of people don't realize is that the same companies that are, like, p- the plastic manufacturers, plastics are, are one byproduct of petroleum extraction. So... Another way, another sneaky way that the fossil fuel companies are fucking up the planet is that uh, the creation of plastics. And each year I, I have an article uh, from <laughs> Discover 
uh, each year our civilization churns out about like 300 million tons of plastic each oh. year. Okay. Um, yeah. And, uh, you, you, you were saying, Abs, like how, how did we get to this? And it's, I don't know the exact number, but I was saw an article. Um, let me try to pull it up. I mean, it's interesting. Cause like, the same age people who I think are like super bothered by plastic bands, like um, older generation. It's interesting because they also lived in a time when plastic wasn't integrated into their lives so mm-hmm. heavily. Like we can't really remember a time where plastics weren't like integral, just like pieces of our everyday life that are hard to avoid. But like, you know, either like older parents or grandparents like really can remember that time um because there's just like there wasn't such um like single use wasn't really a thing Mm -hmm. because it was more costly Mm -hmm. i couldn't find the article but um i was reading about how uh over the past couple of decades like as the oil companies have been looking for like different ways to boost profits and stuff like the creation of plastics and like using plastics for other types of needs, like for food wrapping, uh, for medical stuff. Um, they've been using that as a way to, as like a new industry to go into. But I think it's important that we talk about the danger of the plastics and how like plastic has been found at like every part of the earth. And like, it's been found in like all fish and mountains mountains the bottom of the ocean bottom of the ocean it's accumulating microplastics exactly it's everywhere do you want to explain what microplastics are they're Hmm? plastic particles is is that that are micro yeah they're really small they get super small (coughs) it's just plastic that has been like super broken down it also can come from like Mm mm-hmm there's microplastics in cosmetics. There's microplastics mm. in those little beads in the soap, shampoo. Yeah, all sorts of things, and like, Toothpaste. or they can just be mm-hmm. crumbled Ugh. and broken Ugh. down so far that they're so small that they can not even just be like eaten by fish, but absorbed through their skin. Mm-hmm. And then we eat that. Yeah, yeah, and then we scrump on that. Put those plastics in our tongues. Mm, plastic. There's plastic <laughs> delicious. in us. In my Anthropocene class, we were discussing like when like the Anthropocene like started or like how can we tell if it is here. And then one student raised his hand and said how like plastic is starting to have like a filament, like a layer of plastic. Oh, in the geologic record. Yeah. Oh, that's super interesting. That's yeah. Wow. We've the gotten aliens to aliens come find earth. They're gonna be like, what the hell? When the aliens come find Earth. Um, I just started listening to... I finally just started listening to The Uninhabitable Earth by David Wallace Wells. And yeah, just thought I'd... You know, in this depressing time, I thought I'd add to my depression. And there's an entire chapter about plastic and how it's one of the things that's like accelerating the environmental degradation that we see in the Anthropocene. Um, And in it, and mind you, this book came out in 2018, just two years ago. And it, he's talking about how uh, people 
like babies that are being born now are a generation that's going to be born with plastic in their bodies oh. like from when they come out of the womb because mothers are just like like there's an entire our generation like the generation above us is just having there's so much plastic in the environment it's getting into the food we eat it's getting through up through the food chain and like all levels of it in the plants and everything that it's just like becoming like part of us and we don't know like it's such a new thing in the past like 50 years that we don't know what the health effects are going to be for us bad Probably. Yeah, it seems so. And we don't know what the health effects are going to be on, like, this generation that's being born with plastic in them from the get-go. It's terrifying. Do you ever want to cry? <coughs> watch Albatross. Oh, oh I, I have to... I have to beautiful documentary. Watch that for class. Oh, that's oh. a sad one. Can't wait. That's Guess a sad one. and watch that and then cry. Oh. That's my recommendation. Okay. That sounds, like, so sad. We're, we, <laughs> we did an episode... Uh, a couple months ago titled The Big Sad and little did we know that <coughs> by March, March we would be living it. Yep. We're living we the big sad. We are we are ready for the big sad. We thought it was coming at the end of this decade. It did a flip it reverse it. He said I am here. First day 2020 big sad. Flip it reverse it. So um, with plastic bags getting into every aspect of the environment we don't know the health effects that it's going to cause yet uh we've seen that like animals are dying seabirds fish etc mammals are getting to it um it's quite a problem and then this is so this is the justification that the environmental agencies the regulatory agencies and environmental orgs are using for the ban and i think it is fair yeah, I just think like it's we not should, enough. It's yeah, that's what I like. I was gonna say like I get that it's inconvenient. I really do, but also this is like the literal bare minimum. This is the least mm-hmm. we could be doing. Mm-hmm. Like genuinely, this is the least we could be doing. So. <laughs> um, there's a really cool organization that Abs. I think you brought up. Uh, how past generations like didn't use the amount of single use plastics that we do and the milkman the milkman yeah the milkman model um there's this organization called TerraCycle um that we have talked about quite a bit actually i think i don't know if we've talked about it on the pod but yeah we I think, I think the hipster episode we sure. we've In mentioned fashion, it. yeah i think yeah but the they're a new jersey based small organization that's growing pretty rapidly and what they they do is is they try to find novel ways to recycle bits of plastic and bits of other materials that like traditionally isn't recycled um our school actually is currently partnering with them at the moment to do what to recycle uh hygiene (coughs) products so, uh, like, oh wait, oh wait, that's why we have the bins. That's why we have right. the bins. Yeah, that the janitors always take. Yeah, I don't. Um, but <clears throat> my, go ahead, Charles. They're working. Uh, we are currently like the community living staff here uh, in all the dorms is collecting like toothpaste tubes and caps and like soap bottles and toothbrushes and all types of like the hygiene product extra stuff. Um. 
and we are trying to like fill these boxes and send them to TerraCycle and they're going to try to recycle them into new things. And I think that's pretty cool that that's happening. Um, <coughs> something that USW at AU is working on right now. There's this really cool freshman who's, um, she's part of the Zero Waste Club and then she's partnering with ESW t- to run this project. But there's this thing called Precious Plastics um, and it's this organization that basically sends groups like these starter kits for recycling or these like larger plastic recycling and reusing like systems the idea is that you start with one machine or two machines and then you sort of expand out and then you like create a community so let's say we have a shredder and um there's one machine that turns so you like collect plastic and then it shreds it um and then there's a machine that can like spin it into a wheel and we can use that to like 3d print stuff um but if we were to partner with like other organizations so we could have that on our campus and they might have a few other machines that like turn stuff into molds and like other materials so you can sort of like create a community that is um collaborating to have all these different um setups Mm -hmm. which is really cool um so that's something that she's working on um through esw and i think that would be like super super interesting because it would also provide us with an opportunity to maybe like collaborate with other universities Mm -hmm. um and we still like AU's pretty progressive and like works really hard to be uh waste free and like but we still produce so much plastic regardless um even though we have like compostable utensils Mm -hmm. and all that stuff um my friends who work on like the compost crew and in zero waste still say that we produce so, so, so much plastic and recycling. It's pretty difficult to like, um, with recycling alone, it's pretty difficult to like get away from it because there's going to be like bigger systemic things like the market and stuff that's going to continue to just produce this plastic. One of the things that I've noticed, which has been really upsetting is that like, on our campus, we got rid of plastic bags and we've been doing a pretty good job of like slowly eliminating, we got rid of plastic straws and eliminating other plastic things. But our, our like convenience store on campus has these like giant cases of plastic water bottles that Mm -hmm. like sells out so quickly and they restock it. Like that's like the most restocked uh, like item in the entire store. And I see people walking out with these cases and I'm like, I know for a fact that like uh, on our campus, we have a really shitty system for recycling those things. Like our trash sorting rooms and all of the dorms, not the best recycling and finding a recycling bin on camp on campus. If you're not in one of like the three main buildings is pretty difficult. Um, so recycling is challenging. It makes me happy when I key into a suite and they have their own recycling bin. Oh, that's so heartwarming. That's, like, not the case at AU. We have, like, everywhere. We have, like, the four different bins. We have trash, Mm -hmm. recycling, compostable. Um, Well, what I... One of our issues is that, like, even though we have that, Zero Waste Mm -hmm. runs, like, a ton of campaigns to ensure that people know what can go in each bin, but there's still, like, 
if they're overflowing, people will just throw shit anywhere, and then it, like, gets super cross-contaminated and difficult to compost and recycle. Mm. What I like about what TerraCycle's doing on top of their recycling program is they're also trying to partner with some of the bigger uh, brands, uh, like Nestle, I believe, is one of them. Yeah, like one of the like they're trying to partner with some of the major brands to create uh, a system of reusable packaging that's going to be made from aluminum and glass, and it's going to be a milkman model where it's going to it's essentially just a container a metal container that you can get filled with whatever you want, be it like orange juice, milk, shampoo, deodorant. And then it it comes in this like bag that you basically like put out on your doorstep and then someone will come and pick it up and then go take it and they'll get cleaned. And because they're metal, like you can clean it. It could be like super washed or whatever. Uh, And then there can be a new label put on the front of it and reused for a different item that you order online. And I think with like, we see this with like the, the model I think would be more successful now than it would have been 10, 15 years ago with the rise of like services, like, like hungry harvest or like Amazon prime now, stuff like that. These online services. We're we're also more open, like through apps and stuff. Exactly. More open to like community based sharing where mm-hmm. we weren't there's like a, a few decades where that really was like not something that we felt, but like app sharing, ride sharing, Airbnb, exactly like, bike shares, all that kind of stuff. I feel like we're at least in like cities are really into it and like in other places people are starting to be like, Okay. This is convenient for us all. Will, will Nestle still be stealing water? Probably. Okay. I have no idea. <laughs> it's, I, I think it's, I had a really interesting conversation with uh, an anthropology professor the other day. Was it me? Yeah, it, it was you because you dressed like one the other Apparently day. Apparently I dressed like an anthropologist. Yeah. Um, but I had an interesting conversation about uh economics and like how to environmental actions and like environmental progress is super difficult uh because of the nature of like the financing of our economy and it was super depressing to hear but it was super interesting to hear that like 350 trillion dollars currently is like existing is being managed by like banks and like hedge funds and like these investors and that's more money than like all of the world's governments combined. And that's the, like that's the bulk of the money that like funds corporations and the fossil fuel industry and like the biggest polluters and like the systems that we often talk about. And the the wild thing is that like most of this money isn't even actual cash. It's just like the concept of money. Yeah. Yeah. It's like debt and it's like this, it was super complex. It was way above my head. We, we'll have to have him on the pod sometime. But he was saying that, like, the only way for us to, like, make meaningful rapid action is to have this money be moved in the direction that we need it to be moved in. And one of the problems with that is that it's, like, socially and environmentally responsible investing isn't profitable. 
and this three hundred and fifty trillion dollar like lump sum has to be is like bound by this like imaginary th- bubble that says that like it has to grow, and if it doesn't grow, then the system falls apart. Yeah, what's the point of it, right? What's the point <laughs> of it exactly? Yeah, because it's f- fake money. <sighs> so it's super interesting. It's super interesting to see like an organization like TerraCycle or like these small community based. Uh, ventures like the one you were talking about abs and how they're trying to like address the issue without actually like with both making it like an economic thing but also making it like a smaller scale thing hope in these dark times true that facts how's your depression (laughs) are you climate depressed i'm climate depressed So, uh, plastic bag drifting through the wind. I'm just sick. Plastic bags. Final thought. Get over the plastic mm. bag ban. This is the fire minimum. Especially if you're like a middle class white person. Please get over like, it. I mean... you need. You of all people need to just deal with this. Like, because you know it's the white moms who are the most mad. Yeah. You know? Do you think next hundred years there's going to be a, like a museum of plastic bags? And it's going to be, yeah, of plastic bags. Walmart, Target. <laughs> like the, you know, the smiley face Chinese bags in the yes. city? And the thank you bags. The thank you bags. Yeah. I think about those a lot. <coughs> we should preserve them, like, and then we will sell them. I mean, they when we are themselves. fifty. Oh, when we're fifty. I mean, like not throw them out. Yeah, or fuck them up. That'd be interesting. I I was talking to Rob Johnson about how he's been studying like Native American stone <laughs> flakes that were made. As like when someone was making like arrowheads Mm. and I had that exact thought Ramel like like our plastic bags and like plastic items are like the stone flakes of the modern era but a lot less cooler (laughs) a lot less cool like like the aliens are gonna be the aliens are gonna like pick it up see the rock and be like whoa this is used to fucking kill people and animals (laughs) and then they're gonna pick up the bag and be like this was you can use a plastic bag to kill somebody (laughs) (laughs) We're not condoning that. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't. Um Yeah, big sad. Um our democracy is in peril. Please vote uh in any of the primaries. Please try to get Bloomberg back into the race. <laughs> Bloomberg <laughs> won American Samoa. Bloomberg. What the hell? He <laughs> won American Samoa. You know who else won delegates in American Samoa? Tulsi Gabbard. I don't know what that what means. What the hell? She's still in the race. Tulsi oh. hasn't dropped out yet. Oh yeah, I forgot she existed. How is Tulsi Gabbard? I have a, th- I have a theory that Tulsi Gabbard's going to stay in the race long enough, just to be given the opportunity to be the second place candidate. She won't do anything. She hasn't done anything. She just wants to stay in it for the fame. What a lady, honestly. What a night. I should run for president. I'll I'll help you. Will you? Yeah, let's do it. Alrighty. 
All right. Um, cool. It's been fun. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Pod for the Planet. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and a comment with your thoughts. That's the best way to help us get heard by more people. If you really enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends on social media and tag us at Pod for the Planet. See you next time. Plastic bands? No more condoms. (laughs) It's lit. Finally, gosh. <laughs> don't have to put on that don't have to put on that annoying plastic rain thing jacket. On me, am I right? No more rain jackets. That's technically a bag but for humans. <laughs> no more body bags. Oh my god. Dead that means you can't transport dead people anymore. Wow.